0: This is the House of Pop Culture. I am Anthony Donovan. Amy Meredith. Sherwood Murray. And Joe Reese. And for the next hour or so, we're gonna be talking your face off about all things pop culture related. Now, uh, this week's episode is actually kind of exciting. I, I really enjoy this topic and it is something that we covered approximately eight years ago and we're doing it again tonight. So we we have some new opinions, I'm gonna say, and some new things added to these lists. But tonight- Or they
1: might be exactly the same because we don't remember what the hell we put eight years ago.
0: Or there's that. It'll be fun to compare and contrast. But anyway, tonight, we're going to be going over one of the best parts about the movies, aside from the acting and the lighting and the directing and the editing and the special effects. Movies would be nothing without music. That's right. So tonight, we are talking about our favorite musical scores and our favorite movie soundtracks.
2: Now, unfortunately, because I did say we were going to do scores, uh, Derwood thinks I'm bougie because... I listen to scores, and I appreciate them, whereas never, one does at not. Any
3: time, never at any time did I call you bougie for liking <laughs> You thought voice. it. You thought it, though. But all, you know, I, all I ever said was, I have never noticed a score. I'm sorry. I am less of a person than everybody else. I've just never really noticed a score in a movie. It's not something that I particularly seek out in movies. Soundtracks, I tend to notice, usually only because there may be a song in a movie that I thought was kind of cool. And I'm like, oh, I want to hear more of that. So then I might buy a soundtrack. But a score, it's just never really hit me that way.
0: If I might, might, please. All right. I disagree that you have never noticed a score. Because, not that you can call favorites to mind immediately, but... If a score is done properly, it should fit in with the rest of a scene like another character in it. That's good if, point. if it's sticking out in your mind, it, it's almost not doing its job in some places.
3: Okay, so then what I would say to that then is I guess all the movies that I watch, the score fits in like an extra. And I don't notice them either. Okay, just think about, about this. services table. <laughs> just think about this. Think of some of your favorite scores here. Uh, I watched what? porn from the 90s on. Thank you. Anyway, I guess, I mean, I'm not trying to downplay the importance of a score, or I'm not trying to say that, it's, that you guys are invalid for actually noticing it. I'm not trying to say that y'all are dorks. Not for this. All I'm <laughs> trying to say is. is no, that even you, for this. In this not, one
1: instance.
3: <laughs> it's just not something that I notice. So yeah.
1: Well did I mean, you I do came you up pull with you list. Did I Pulled you
3: something did. together. Well, You're going to make fun of me, but I pulled something together. His responses will be quick.
2: I'm very, very proud of you, Durwood. Um, I
3: appreciate that.
2: And uh, for our special Patreon listeners, we're gonna pull together another playlist.
3: Yeah we
0: are.
2: Of some school, some of our favorites from the scores and from the soundtrack. So get ready for that. We're gonna
0: make you a mixtape.
2: Woohoo! Good
0: mixtape.
2: All right, let's talk let's talk scores. Let's start there. Let's I
1: asked, pull the band-aid quickly for Derwin.
2: <laughs> I asked the boys to put together their five favorite movie scores. And this was hard for me. I actually had several extras. I I love a good score. I'm Mm -hmm. sorry. I think it's my ballet background. Like I hear them and I want to dance to them and I want to move to them. Yeah. Who wants to go first? Who's going first? I'll
1: go go first. okay. Okay. I beat you to the punch. I got you first. Ah, Go, Joe. I threw that shit before I came in the room. (laughs) Uh, No, so... Like many of these lists, especially when they're very difficult, like this one, I make certain criteria because sometimes it's just damn hard. Like, I'll be honest, I need to say no John Williams. I can't even make a top five John Williams list. So, <laughs> so making, putting only one on there would be difficult. So, but um, the first one I'm going to go with is um, an old, old classic. It is by Ennio Maracone. The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly.
2: Nice. oh, Classic.
1: Which is, you know, the uh, yeah, I, I, know. I know what you're yeah. talking about. So, like that. And just, I mean, it's three and a half fucking hours of, and I mean, just all like beautiful spaghetti western and going off of a fistful of dollars for a few dollars more. Plus so many other movies of that spaghetti western, Sergio Leone movies he's done. But I think Good, Bad, and The Ugly is probably the most recognizable
2: yeah well that's a good one to start
3: us off i get the feeling this episode is going to be very popular what with y'all talking down to me throughout the whole thing um
2: i'm proud of you for putting together a list or would you go ahead what's your number five not to mention
0: i happen to find your taste in most things exquisite
3: thank you i have a quick question for joe about his criteria for things uh who's john williams
0: okay
3: Uh,
1: can can we just take him off all right. So my,
3: the first one I so have... No, the House
1: of Pop Culture is now looking for a fourth person.
0: Are you our next black guy?
3: <laughs> I'm gonna get Butch on the phone. Okay. So um, I was thinking um, shout out to Butch Rosser. <laughs> so my uh, I was trying to I was trying to figure out exactly what score was, and then I realized that it's a uh, music in in the movie that doesn't have words. So then, of course, I, des- I decided I'd lean on one of my favorites. It's a movie that I've mentioned here numerous times. Um, and you know what? In my opinion, it's got a great score. Uh, I'm going with Police Academy 3. Uh, that's a nice. joke. That's a joke. I'm not going with Police Academy 3. <laughs> oh, God damn it. But, but, the, but the Police Academy theme is pretty good. Yes. It fits the movie very well. Yes. Um, and it's uh, recognizable. The first one that I have on my list actually is uh, The Karate Kid 2. Uh, again, I've mentioned this movie before. This is the movie where they're in Japan, so you have a lot of that Japanese influenced music um, that is just really good at setting the scene, and for every scene, actually in that whole movie, um, is very much enhanced just by the, this is almost haunting score um, that is very of its place of its. Time and uh, just fits so well within the movie. And it's almost, uh, Anthony, you you made mention of, like, how a a score is, like, another character. Mm. I can see that in this movie, definitely. So, yeah, Karate Kid 2. Nice. Thank you. You
0: You know, I actually just did a real quick uh, Google search there, Jerwood, and you might be surprised to know that Police Academy 3 was actually scored by John Williams. You're wild.
1: That'd be awesome if it was. You're bullshitting me, right?
0: Of course I am, you boob. All right. (laughs) My number
1: five. He only did Mission to Moscow.
0: (laughs) My my number five, uh, because in considering my favorite scores, they don't always overlap with my favorite movies. In fact, they don't even necessarily have to be from good movies. And this movie was very not good. The oh. score was one of the only good things about it. But my number five is Danny Elfman's score for the 2005 Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Oh.
3: All right. I thought you were going in a different direction. But that I is feel-
0: one of my favorite Danny Elfman scores. <laughs> and that movie is terrible. Yeah. Oh, but one of the very few saving graces of it is that score. Check it out. Give it a second listen.
1: Yeah, I think the only two things about it are the score and the fact that you get the squirrel scene. Yeah,
0: yeah I like for the, the book. Yeah, That's about it. Yeah,
2: no. Um. For me, again, because of my dance background, my scores are the ones that I can envision doing a ballet to just about the entire thing. That's usually... And when I hear the music, it instantly puts me in that movie sometimes. Uh, my number five is the score from Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Nice. Oh, okay. That is a solid score. So
0: good. Oh, so good. So
2: good. Because the way they use that music in the fight scenes is amazing. The one that's up in like the bamboo trees, like it's just gorgeous music. I mean that whole
1: film is gorgeous. Well, but- yes.
2: But that score is just magnificent. I think it's, yeah, it's so good. It's one of my absolute favorites.
3: That's uh, that's probably the one I should have picked instead of Karate Kid 2.
0: <laughs> no, no, go No, for it. Karate Kid 2. There wasn't a glory of love in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon.
1: Wouldn't <laughs> it <I'm gonna> be <laughs> awesome if there was? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, Joe, what do you got next? Uh, next one um, is actually, I'm going to not piggyback off of Anthony, but it's the same composer, Mr. Danny Elfman. And he's what who's like, how do you narrow it down? Because he has scored so, so, so many things. I mean, just I mean, pretty much every Tim Burton movie. And then so many more. And there are ones that you're like, oh, that's Danny Elfman. Okay. He then there are ones you're all like, no shit, that's Danny Elfman. He scored
2: 50 Shades of Grey.
1: And all, he, he scored all three of them. He scored all three of them. Get that money, to Elfman. He's he's but, probably
0: got kids to put through college.
1: Yeah. Hey, this, this is the bondage money that I'm um, paying you through college. But no, he <laughs> are you kidding? He's got the residuals on the Simpsons theme. He right. he doesn't have to work a goddamn day in his life. <laughs> um, but this one I will go with one that when you think Danny Elfman, there's a certain sort of thing, and there are certain, especially in the 80s and early 90s, there are certain movies where. You'd be like, and that's Danny Elfman. And I'm going to go with probably the first one that really set it off his first collaboration with Tim Burton in scoring of a movie because it was Tim Burton's first. And that is the score to Pee Wee's Big Adventure.
0: Very nice. Nice.
1: And that is one where it's like very much, it's so of the movie, it's just instantly recognizable. And it just, you hear it and you're just taken back to that movie because you can remember. And so many things, just individual scenes you can remember.
2: Oh, yeah. Good choice. I hear you. Thurwood.
3: what? Uh, my next one uh, is one that I, I apologize in advance because I'm pretty sure that somebody else probably has this on their list, but I'm sorry. Um, I'm going with Kill Bill, Volumes 1 and 2. Good choice. Not on my list, but good, good choices.
2: Excellent choice on that one. I almost put it on my list.
0: Well, once once we get into soundtracks, Tarantino pretty much needs his own entire list. Like, that's a whole other show. <laughs> yeah. or, or so I discovered in my research.
2: <laughs> no, that's a good one. That's a solid one because you you recognize that music because uh-huh. that one song they played every fucking where. But that's yeah. a
0: good
2: score. Good yeah.
0: one. You. Uh, my number four, actually talking about something that, that Amy said about how hearing a particular piece of music or uh, s- s- selections from a score can immediately transport you back into the movies, into that movie. Uh, for me, uh, my, my next one is actually another film from 2005 and that is Gustavo Santualala's soundtrack, or uh, score to Brokeback Mountain.
2: Oh. Um, nice.
0: that, that score is so sweeping and so beautiful and that film gotta understand that movie
2: messed with me like for you
0: for saying that name that's a big name that movie messed with me like I had never seen anything like that and it was it was one of those movies kind of like precious and I've heard Schindler's List where it's amazing you never have to watch it again after you've seen it once it just it stays with you and that score stayed with me and I cannot hear the main theme from that without like tearing up which made it really awkward when I heard a remix in a club one night. Ew,
2: see, uh. Everything doesn't need to be remixed. It was. Thumbs-
0: I was gonna
1: thumbs- say, did they follow that by the, with the requiem for a dream theme? Like,
0: right. no, but it was a, like I say, no. Thank you. Absolutely incredible score, uh, worth checking out. And I never thought that movie was ever gonna get made. So it's it's such a beautiful film, and Ang is one of my favorite directors. So yeah. I was. It's a beautiful film. You get to see Anne Hathaway's boobs. There's a great score. All the all reasons you should check it out if you have not.
2: Only must pick the music because he did Crafting Tiger. Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. I, uh, continue on on my list. I As I was going through all the scores I loved, I came across the realization that I'm a Hans Zimmer fan. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Here was a- another one I
1: decided not to even touch because it was what? like, there's just too many.
2: I have so... I, yeah, I, I realized I'm a Hans Zimmer fan. Um, And this one is fantastic. And it's the score to A League of Their Own. Nice! Ah, yes. Big band of that era. It is just, you want to swing dance to this all night long. The, I didn't know that was Hans Zimmer. Yeah! Oh. The... When they play the music, when they're actually playing baseball, of them running the bases, like it's just, it's exciting and big. Didn't
0: you have that stage when I met you?
2: I did because I loved that score. (laughs) I wanted, yeah. Because again, it's just beautiful big band music. It's so good. And I want to choreograph it, which is why. And I
1: I definitely love uh, um, a composer um, for a score where you have those moments of, oh, that's them. Yeah, Awesome like I love this and it's like Where it's very much like the. I mean Like you have your Danny Elfman's where there's a lot Of his stuff that you're like yep that's Him but or then Danny there's sometimes yeah. But then you're just like oh that's Danny Elfman or then but then you have like your Hans Zimmer's, your Alan Silvestris, your James Warners yeah. That are just so prolific That then you're just like
0: oh nice
2: Yeah, I did not realize I'm quite the Hans Zimmer and, fan. An
0: honorable mention for me Is his score for Pirates Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Over to you, Joe.
1: All right. Uh, my next one um, is the first of my Academy Award winning scores. And this was, oh, God, I forget the year. It was about 12 years ago. I think 2008, 2009, maybe 2010, something like that. I don't know. Time means nothing the year. anymore. And that is Trent Reznor's and Atticus Ross's The Social Network.
2: Excellent choice. And that
1: was That's what I mean. I probably haven't watched that movie in, like, years and but like I'll hear bits of what was that 2010 okay um so probably was on the last time I did this list I don't know um but yeah like I'll hear bits of it and it just brings me back to that movie even though I haven't watched it in like eight years but it's a it's a good solid score
2: yeah it's very unusual too it, it's a it's mm-hmm. a it stands unusual. out yeah it's and I think that was meant to, especially like the opening scene where he's running through the, the college. And it's the, just, um,
1: so. the rowing scene. Oh, that yeah. That one's one that, and I think, and that's the really interesting thing, because sometimes you have the scores that are just like, like underlying and just like, you know, they're there and you might not know, they're very subtle, you don't notice. Then there are ones that are just all like, bam, hitting you in the face repeatedly, yeah. and they're both great.
0: And what's the only thing better than one army hammer in a movie? Two army hammers in a movie. <laughs> yeah. Unless,
1: unless somehow that movie was Lone Ranger. Then no. No, it is not. <laughs>
0: now, I don't think there would be enough army hammers in that to save it. <laughs> would that but be, wouldn't that be,
1: that be that funny if it was like the Lone I, Ranger, but there's two of them?
0: Army Ham Eye. Would that be Army <laughs> Ham Eye? I? I think that was a Dr. Seuss book.
2: <laughs> All right, Derwin, what you got?
1: Okay. So,
3: something uh, that people may not know about me um, is that I absolutely effing love. HBCU marching bands and their sound and their showmanship and all of that. Uh, so I'm going with the score to Drumline. The next nice. classic, yeah. <laughs> and I see, I see, I see. Sound engineer Joey's reaction to that, and I, I'm sorry that he feels that way, but I <laughs> love that I, the music from that movie. It gets me where I need to go.
0: Look. This, this post-show was going to be good anyway. Now it's going to be even better. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm with you on drum lines, though. I, I, I enjoy a good marching band. I like the competitions.
3: Oh, man. If you've never seen Grambling vs. Southern University and their Battle of the Bands, holy shit. Go yeah. seek
1: that out. What I always loved is, because um, my family's from Wisconsin, so University of Wisconsin, You know, the Big Ten has big, huge marching bands, which travel... After every game, win or lose, they play the fifth quarter. So the whole band comes out and plays, and it's pretty amazing. That's nice.
0: All right, you're up. All right. um, My number three, again, a movie that was not great, but there were many great things about it. Um, The visuals were absolutely stunning and have stayed with me to this day, but the score to this movie fucking owned me from the first three bars, and that was Daft Punk's score for Tron Legacy. Fuck
1: fuck you. That's my next one, motherfucker.
0: (laughs) <laughs> All so right. Good.
1: Oh my god! It's like one of my favorite scores in the last twenty years. No, like it's amazing. Good.
0: So good.
2: No, it's excellent. No, that's a great score, and it, I actually do think it's better than the movie. But it's a good score. Um, my next one, and I, again, the movie, the first one was better. The second movie's okay, but the score is fucking amazing. Oceans Twelve. No. Oh. Mm. Great, great music in it. Um, the the last song where he the guy's breaking in the hype that, although
1: oh the laser dance yes oh
2: my god I love that's the only
1: scene I remember from that movie.
2: But here's the thing: as I was doing research, heist movies typically have excellent scores because the Thomas Crown Affair was almost on my list. That's Bill Conti, yeah, no, it's an amazing score.
1: Well, they need to build a suspense, and that, yeah. and what better way to build a suspense is with the music underneath. You can really lead people to where they want to feel. Of
2: course, but the Ocean's Twelve score is by far my favorite. I I love that score. It's so good. Um, Joe, go ahead and tell us of your love of Tron Legacy.
1: No, I'm I'm skipping it. Fuck that. You know, I have I have a long honorable mention list, so I'm just going to go with a whole different one. Um, and. I'm gonna go, we're looking at the early 80s now. A Greek electronic musician named Vangelis, or however the hell you pronounce it, I don't know, I don't speak Greek, is that of Blade Runner. It is this amazing music that just sets this dystopian future dark setting and it just sticks with you and just amazing. I like it.
2: Jarmo, what you got?
3: Okay, uh, so this one, uh, it's a perfect combination of music that fits the era and also the tone of the movie incredibly well.
1: Um, And I'm going with the movie Clue.
0: Oh, nice.
1: Good one. That is a very good one.
0: Nice. (laughs) I like it. Thank you.
2: I like it when they're unusual and unexpected. I can I can hear the
0: shoes clacking against the hardwood floor as we speak. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what have you got, number two? All right, my
0: next one. Uh, let me just check the list here and make sure. <laughs> okay um it's actually really funny that joe earlier mentioned atticus ross and trent reznor because they are my number two for their score for gone girl Oh. oh that
1: was a good one too um
0: yeah yeah reznor has turned into one hell of a composer uh and and atticus ross their work together is amazing and i loved the score for the social network but for me uh i much prefer their work on gone girl
2: Excellent choice. I, that one's a little bit more eerie, but mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah, but, but I love that movie. Well, the movie's a little more eerie. I mean.
0: Well, and, and it adds to it. And Gone Girl is a fantastic film. True, and that definitely it has this dark, almost cold, electronic feel to it, and it's very, it's very emotive.
2: Yeah,
0: um, in, in that, and I like that.
2: Excellent choice. Um, my number two is my only one from an animated film.
0: Oh,
1: God, don't the, pick mine
2: awesome and that is the score to the incredibles
1: oh, oh. but it's a great score
2: yes the incredibles has an amazing score to it and almost again almost like a heist movie score it's very there's a lot of horns in it it's very brassy oh it's so good and i think it sets the tone for the error of that movie that you can't quite grasp exactly where you're at or yeah it's an,
0: but it feels kind of mid-century
2: yeah it's a. Excellent, excellent score.
1: All
0: right, Joe. I agree. So my
1: my 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 number one, well, or the last one. I don't know. I don't really have them in necessarily order. Um, is also from a Pixar film. I was afraid you were going to say mine, um, but this kind of goes towards what Anthony was saying with *Brokeback*. Like where you he where you hear certain parts of it and you just tear up. There is this is a beautiful score. Very touching, and there's this especially part of it, which the fuckers play. Well, they did play at Disneyland, at the um, behind the page, wherever the hell that place was. That I'm like, what well, you really, you're gonna play this scene, score here, and make me cry in the middle of Disneyland? And that is from Up.
2: Oh yeah, it's such and a score too.
1: Yeah, it's a, just the whole thing is people like everything, but just there's that ten minute sequence, not that. Like 10 minutes in, there's that one sequence where it's like their life, and it's just like that music, I will hear it anywhere. And I'll just be like, God damn it. I don't know. I don't <laughs> want to just cry in the middle of wherever the hell I am.
2: It's a what beautiful, beautiful score. That's a good choice. Derwood, what's your last one?
3: My last one is from my favorite and probably the best baseball movie ever. Um actually, the best baseball film i won 't say best baseball movie uh, it 's the score to the natural
0: oh.
1: very nice yeah nice. good film, good score <laughs>
0: excellent.
2: excellent choice all right what 's your last one
0: um, my My number one is going to be no surprise to anybody who 's listened to this podcast for any amount of time because I talk about it all the time. It is my favorite score of all time from my favorite movie of all time. And that is the score to Amelie by the transcendent Jan Tiersen.
2: That is a magnificent score. It is quite simply
0: the greatest score I have ever heard in my entire life. And it fills me with so much joy. And I just, I can't listen to it enough. Even damn near 20 years after this movie's release, it is still my all time favorite, hands down. Full stop, without question.
2: Well, and here's the thing. I almost put it on my list because I also love that score, but I knew you would put it on yours. Yep. And I have such great memories to that because you worked in the movie theater when that came out. That I did. And then every time that movie ended and I was there, we would go into the theater (laughs) and we would waltz.
0: Yep, down down the the aisles.
2: As people were leaving. And old
0: people would clap for us.
2: I love that score. It is absolutely beautiful. All right, my last one, going back to Han's is the pirates of the caribbean score oh nice i love that score that one
0: actually did make for some cool remixes
2: oh my god yes there are some remixes of that that are really cool they are good but
0: no i'm not i'm I'm laughing going back to the
1: previous what the remixes were
2: Um, i love that score it is so big and just i want to i want to choreograph it i want to put Girls in cool pirate outfits and swords, and just choreograph the shit out of that song. Oh, I love it! It's so good. <laughs> it makes me happy. It's just a huge score that I love.
1: Well, um, and it—I it, think it, it's one of those things. It goes back to a good score, especially when there's a whole series of films and they read and the main theme they use throughout. Yeah. Much like Star Wars, where it's like you hear that score, that main theme, and you're like, "Yes, I'm excited." even when you get to the flaming pile of shit sequels. Like, you're just like, yes, all right. Oh, I'm watching this one. God damn it. All yeah. right, the music, yes.
2: Right. Um, Joe, you, you uh, want to throw in a couple of, uh, you said you had a few.
1: Oh, just, I mean, I was looking, I mean, I have my list of all like the, you know, I was thinking other Danny Elfman's, like Batman or which, you know, we think about, or like with Superman or Black Panther has an amazing, but I tried to stay away from, superheroes and all that just because it made it easier. (laughs) Um, And The Shining was one of them.
2: Yeah, it was very hard for me not to put uh, Bram Stoker Dracula on the list. That's a very haunting score for me, as well as the score from Twin Peaks Fire Walk With Me.
0: Oh, Oh, yes. Yeah,
2: thank you. And again, the Thomas Crown Affair, which I think is an amazing Bill Conti score, is just really nice. Oh, I I, I do feel like we're a little sophisticated this evening talking
0: about <laughs> Seriously, I was so shocked by one of one of Joe's choices, I almost lost my monocle. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, moving on
0: to soundtracks, which was way
1: hard.
3: Yeah.
0: I don't know if anybody else experienced this when putting your list together, but what I discovered is that all of my favorite soundtracks generally fall under two categories. There is soundtracks that are songs composed for a film, and compilation soundtracks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And my my list has a, a pretty generous generous helping of both.
2: It was hard to stay away from like, Broadway to movies on some of them, so I, I tried oh. to stay away from those.
1: I did no mu- musicals. I couldn't do a musical, because part not, of me is all like, I, I w- would have had to, 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 to have narrowed to it up. down to original to movie, because I was like, okay, I don't want to take A Broadway score into a movie, yeah, um, and just it narrows it down because uh, yeah, there's just too many.
2: Yeah,
3: I tried to I tried to stay away from compilations, and
2: that's tough. I couldn't do it. Uh,
3: And I also tried. I wanted to go with stuff that was more original, or at least original to the movie. Ish. I don't know if I succeeded. We'll see. I,
2: I. It was hard. It was very hard. Yeah. All right, get us going, Joe. What you got?
1: So another thing with, um, with soundtracks along with scores is, for me, a good soundtrack is not just a good, comp- a lot of times, a good compilation of songs. It's usually something that really is a perfect song for the movie. And there's certain, and, you know, when you hear the song, you actually think of that movie. And sometimes it's really hard. And sometimes there's just one song, like, I think, like, Bohemian Rhapsody and Wayne World sort of thing. But it's like, but the rest of the soundtracks, all right, but that one song. But I'm gonna go with one that I heard the soundtrack many, many times before I ever saw the movie, and it actually included snippets from the movie, and that was "Good Morning Vietnam." Nice, which a, a huge collection of late '60s classics. All you know, and then, but it also had a lot of Adrian Cronauer's little bits in between the songs. So I had all those memorized before I ever even saw the movie. And not all of them are appropriate when you're like nine. So,
2: whatever. Nice. Durwood, what's your okay.
3: Oh, I'm starting with uh, one in particular because uh, I'm black, y'all. You know? And um, I'll be disappointed. I'll be very disappointed if this isn't stolen from somebody else's list. But I'm going with uh, the movie Superfly
1: Soundtrack, that, that, Curtis Mayfield. I almost had that one. That was an honorable mention for mine just because it's. It. Get funkier than that. Oh, my Lord.
3: We're talking the theme to Superfly. We're talking Pusher Man. Freddy's Freddy's dead, y'all. Oh, my Lord, y'all. Welcome, Snoop. (laughs) Exactly. But, yeah, if you are not familiar with the theme song to Superfly, the the soundtrack to Superfly, you are probably Caucasian. True, but get familiar. Educate yourself. Excellent. I'll consider reparations. Great, great choice.
2: My number one, Derwood. Thanks
0: a lot.
3: I don't believe you.
0: a <laughs> Little too commercial. The for only the only super fly she knows is Jimmy Snuka.
2: <laughs> 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 All right, you're up.
0: Okay, mine are in no order, by the way. Yeah, mine aren't really either. Uh, let me see. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. Okay. All right. My uh, my number five, I guess, is um a, a fairly recent movie. It was just from a few years ago, and it was a movie I just showed my boyfriend this Saturday in the hopes that he wouldn't hate it, and he actually quite enjoyed it. It's one of my favorite movies, and the soundtrack is pretty kick ass, very eclectic, and that is the soundtrack to the movie Chef. Oh. <clears throat> in fact, for those of you nice. who Spotify somebody out there has curated a brilliant list of every song played in the movie because there were two, two volumes of the original soundtrack that have most of the songs. Somebody went and got all that shit and put it in chronological order, and it's one of my favorite playlists on Spotify right now.
2: God bless the internet sometimes. I need to,
3: uh, I need to find that.
2: That's good. It's got some good salsa music in it. So
0: good. Yeah, I like oh, it.
3: Good, uh, some good uh, brass band stuff on there, too.
0: Well, and it's a nice mix of old and new and new takes on other songs. And yeah, no, it's, it's really good.
2: All right. I, I took this, um, as things I like to listen to the entire soundtrack. Things that just, I can put on anytime and listen to them. Yep. And my first choice is the soundtrack to Across the Universe. nice. I love that soundtrack like some of these people are not the greatest singers and then some of them are amazing singers but the the takes on the Beatles songs are absolutely I I just love them but uh, Julie
0: Taymor for my money you cannot get any more fucking badass than Joe Cocker's version of come together oh Oh
1: my god God, that's amazing the only reason to watch that movie
2: no, there's so many reasons to watch it.
1: I was. I remember when that movie was coming out where I'm all like, I'm going to get Joe fucking Cocker. And then he shows up. I'm like, yes, I even got him in the movie.
2: I'm sorry, Eddie Izzard. In that oh, movie, his Benefit of yes, Mr. Kite. Yes, is so good. But my song and the one I will be asking to be put on our playlist letter is the version of I Want to Hold Your Hand.
0: Oh, T. DiCaprio's version, yeah. It's
2: so beautiful. And she the guitar in it is used as a drum beat. It
0: is just so beautiful. And I have said this so many times about a good song. A good song is a good song is a good song. It does not matter what you do to it. If at the, at the core of what you're doing is good, it can take on so many different forms uh-huh. successfully. And I thought Across the Universe was a good version of, at at the very least, that song. And also, one of my favorite versions of Happiness is a Warm Gun.
2: Oh, that's a good version. Oh, that's a good version. Also, Helter Skelter. Like I said, I can Mm -hmm. listen to that whole soundtrack. That whole soundtrack just kicks ass. All right, Joe, back to you.
1: So, my next one is probably the only one that is has a a good portion of original to the movie uh, music. And I was just reading about it, and the director of this film, um, part of the inspiration towards the movie was this, the artist that did most of the music um, although there is some other music songs on the soundtrack too but the, um, the soundtrack is that to of Magnolia with most of the songs by Amy Mann yep. and some super tramp to go into it and it just again there's so many parts of that movie that I've just brought back to and just you know save me is like one of the it's oh, this hauntingly beautiful song and I think back to song, and even, you know, thinking of the supertrans song with Goodbye Stranger, I'm thinking back to this long, what almost like, seems like this long sweeping camera shot across multiple scenes it is just amazing.
2: Yeah, the scene with Save Me is so beautiful. And that, the Herbert, yeah, it's gorgeous. That is a beautiful soundtrack. And a good movie. To yeah. Reward. All right. It's a Dur- long ass movie. You're
3: up, Darwin. I am? Yeah. Oh, shit. She's talking to you. I thought Joe was next. Anyway. I just did mine. I threw that shit before I came in the room. I thought that was Amy. My bad. I've got to stop drinking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so my next one, uh, a movie I've definitely mentioned numerous times on this podcast and should come as no surprise to mm-hmm. anybody. Uh, I'm going with the soundtrack to the movie Swingers. Surprisingly eclectic. You've got some old school swing and big band on there. You've got the Neo swing with Big Bad Voodoo Daddy on there. You've even got King Floyd with Groove Me, Average White Band on there. A dope track by Love Jones called Paid for Love that if you don't know about that song, check it out. Just a nice smooth groove. That's one that I can listen to top to bottom. Puts me in a good mood. That's, I, put, I put that on on a road trip and I am driving lovely. Swingers does it for me. I like it.
0: You're up. Um, I promised myself I would keep to one soundtrack from Quentin Tarantino, Uh, and of course I wasn't going to go with the one that I know probably everybody else has, but the soundtrack, first of all, uh, enough cannot be said about Quentin Tarantino's gift for curating a soundtrack. Really, it, it it is one of his most Prominent gifts as an artist, I think, is putting that together. Mm. And this soundtrack really struck me because as far as I'm concerned, it is from his most underrated film. Oh. And this oh, soundtrack going. is among one of the best because not only was it filled with stuff that I knew and loved, it made me explore this music deeper. And that was the soundtrack to Jackie Brown. Oh
3: Hell yeah. yes.
0: Hell yes. Love that movie. Great choice. Lovely movie. Yeah, just just such a such a great, I mean, that that whole movie is a love letter to Pam Greer, yes. as it should be. Damn uh, right. And yeah, the soundtrack is just fantastic. Still one of my favorites.
2: Yeah, good choice, good choice.
3: God bless the Delphonics.
2: Oh, all this makes me want to go listen to music. All right, my next one <laughs> was not a good movie and we've talked about it before, but I love this soundtrack. I listen to it constantly in the car sometimes. And that is the soundtrack to the Greatest Showman. I
0: <laughs> love that soundtrack. It is one of the best things it's it good. has going for it. Because let's face it, that movie is a shit biopic. Yes,
1: but well, it's a, it's a great biopic as long as you take out the fact that he is a horrible human being.
0: Yeah, I for mean, sure. if you if you tell <laughs> absolutely nothing factual about the man or his life. It's a yeah. very faithful biopic, but, but it's music. it is costume choreography and music porn. Yes, yeah. absolutely. When
1: so, when I was in um, New York a few years ago, um, I met uh, Pasek and Paul, um, and on a junket for Dear Evan Hansen. But I had to tell them, I was just all like, "Um, just so you know, my kids love the Greatest Showman. Like, they love that music."
2: it's it's a fantastic soundtrack it really is it's not a good movie but it's a fantastic yeah. soundtrack all right
0: I call it my chemical romance the musical
2: whatever I like it
0: <laughs> but I enjoy it it's fun it's 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 fluff
2: I listen to the whole thing top to bottom go Joe uh,
1: my next one is a soundtrack I've listened to since I was a kid didn't I've only seen the movie made once or twice' um, it's my mom one of my mom's favorite movies but We had the um, soundtrack and it was the soundtrack to The Big Chill, which Ah. is a series. Basically, like I remember the CD just had the Motown label on it and was just like a whole bunch of great Motown songs throughout. And it's just something that like, I can't remember the songs are on right now, but like all of a sudden you play, if I hear one of those songs, I think the next song on the soundtrack is next. Like that's (laughs) how much I listen to it and know.
2: That's a, that's a feel-good soundtrack. Yeah. Everyone always says that. They're like, oh, yeah, that's like a feel-good soundtrack. But that movie's actually not really a feel-good movie. No.
0: No. Yeah. I've never seen it. Eh, you're
2: not missing It's me. all right.
1: It's, a, it's just an okay movie. But, yeah, the soundtrack is
3: dope.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Durwood?
3: Okay, so this next one is actually very special to me. And it is the perfect encapsulation of the music I was listening to from 1991 up to about 1994, um, and if you wanted to know the type of person that I was in high school, you can listen to the soundtrack and you'll know. And uh, it's the soundtrack to the movie Boomerang. Um, what this yes. soundtrack has—that um, PM Dawn Tony Braxton—it has Tony Braxton, Braxton PM Dawn. Uh, it's all done by uh, Babyface, essentially. Yeah. Um, and LaFace Records. And a lot of it is Babyface's take on New Jack Swing, which was actually uh, created by Teddy Riley. And they were kind of, I don't know if Zach just spoke, but they were kind of rivals at the time. So seeing Babyface do this was actually really kind of cool. Um, And he actually did it quite well, in my opinion. Oh, let's not also forget that this soundtrack has End of the Road by Boys to Men. Yeah, that song is on this soundtrack.
0: Well, and a lot of the music that's on that soundtrack, in my humble opinion, uh, has aged better than a lot of new Jacks playing.
3: Agreed. Yes. But we've had this discussion before about Babyface and the difference between him and Teddy Riley. Teddy Riley was probably the better producer in the '90s, but Babyface is the better producer overall. Yes. Teddy Riley made better '90s music. Babyface made better music.
2: I like PM Dawn.
3: <laughs> Very good, Amy.
2: This is something we can bond on, Durwood.
0: It's really sweet. I
2: know. All right, you're
0: up. All right. Um, I tried to stay away from Broadway musicals, but uh, this wasn't a Broadway musical at the time. It was a it was a movie movie. Um, and the soundtrack remains one of my favorites to this day. I'm going to you. Moulin Rouge. God damn it. <laughs>
1: I excluded it. I, I couldn't. I, I, I had to go. It was, yeah, I, I excluded all musicals. So I had to. I just
0: I love it so much. I love it so 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 much.
2: I love both of them, the first one and the second soundtrack they yep. put out. Oh my god, if I love you it so been
3: much. Doing a bottom five, that would have been my lock stock number one worst all time. The god, I
2: hate that soundtrack. That soundtrack I is amazing. Hate Fucking it. Nirvana fans. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm gonna take that off my list. All right.
3: As well, you good.
2: Shut up. Although I'm still getting my song in on the playlist. All right. So my next one, I love this movie and I love this soundtrack. It is so effing good. And it's The Commitments.
1: Ooh, I love that movie.
2: It is so good. The
1: that book- is my every year on St. Paddy's Day, I have to watch The Commitments. I've, I'm surprised it has not been turned into a stage musical.
0: I, that is very surprising.
1: Yeah. Being as the same guy that did that did once
2: oh i love the commitments and that soundtrack kicks ass there is some great great music on that soundtrack yeah if you've a bunch never...
0: of
1: white irish people doing soul
2: yeah nothing is better than that what's <laughs> are <laughs> making a face there Durwood? what's your face
3: i think we all know what my face is we can move on we'll have another whole podcast about this sometime you don't like the Appropriation. Anyway, we
1: can move on.
2: Stop. All right, Joe, you're
1: up. Uh, My next one is probably one of my favorite movies of all time, and kind of go along with the Tarantino thing. It's not Tarantino Um, film, by the way, but um, I always thought there should be an Academy Award category for best soundtrack because a soundtrack can make or break a movie. And there, but then also, I would say there are about five people that would probably go to if they made a movie that year. Tarantino, Wes Anderson, um, James Gunn, Spike Lee, or this person. It is one of my favorite movies of his, and it is Almost Famous by Cameron Crowe. Oh,
2: yeah. Because,
1: I mean, what better way is a love letter to early 70s touring rock music than this movie? And it's got an original amazing song, of Fever Dog, by, that was written by Nancy Wilson, his wife at the time. And, yeah, it's just, and because it's now also not even, like, the things, the, the main songs of those artists at the time. It was, it, they're just very right. perfectly placed and so well done and so deep.
0: It, it was just so nice to see Feel Flows by the
1: Beach Boys on there. Oh, my God. It's amazing.
2: Yeah. Good, good choice, Joe. What you got, Derwood?
3: Okay, this is another movie that I mentioned uh, quite a bit on this uh, podcast because I, will praise its gospel uh, till I die, and everybody must see this movie. Uh, It is The Five Heartbeats, directed by Robert Townsend, an amazing soundtrack. Uh, Imagine uh, Temptations, Four Tops, and all that Motown music, uh, but written in the early 90s uh, to sound like it's of the Motown era. It's pretty damn amazing. Um, It's kind of unreal, actually. You can find that soundtrack on Spotify. If you're not sold on watching the movie, listen to that soundtrack and then you're going to want to watch the movie.
2: I like like that you keep plugging this. I hope people seek it out.
3: I hope you seek it out, Amy.
2: I've already seen it. Have you really? I really have. I haven't. What? I said have. I really have.
3: What's Robert Townsend's character's name?
2: I don't know his name.
0: She's pointing at me
1: In all fairness, I'm horrible at character names So, yeah
2: No, I have seen it
1: All
0: right Roberto (laughs) Townsendo. That's
2: really nice No, anytime there's like movie musical I'm there, I want to see it There has to be choreography, like I want to see it I'm always like that You're up
0: Okay, um, another one for me This is actually the most recent film on my list um, I absolutely love this movie, and the score and the soundtrack. The soundtrack is so, 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 so good. Uh, like Durwood said, it's one of those things I can listen to from top to bottom, and that is Pharrell Williams' soundtrack to the movie Hidden Figures. Uh, so, so good. It yeah. does this brilliant job of being so distinctly Pharrell. In all of the music. Like you absolutely, he is so his thumbprints are all over this, but it's a period film and it's period music and it and it presents, like you said earlier, what what this what Pharrell would have sounded like in
3: 1961. Yes. Um, and
0: also Janelle Monet, who's in the film, she's on the soundtrack. I, I love it, top to bottom. Yes. So 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 good.
2: Agreed. And a great
0: film too, even though oh, there geez. is one scene that's kind of tropey with the white savior, but other than that. Excellent film, amazing soundtrack.
2: Mm, good plug. All right, since you, since you named Moulin Rouge, which again is one of my favorite soundtracks of all time. I love how
0: angry she gets that we have similar tastes after being best friends for 25 years. I
2: told you this was going to happen, which is why I chose Dextras. Um, I'm going to move my man up into my top five, and that would be the soundtrack to South Park, Bigger, Longer, <laughs> and Uncut. <laughs> excellent, yes. Excellent music.
1: Oh my God, it is one of the best musicals ever.
2: Yes, it is amazing. Even
0: Stephen Sondheim said so.
2: Yes.
1: Yep.
2: Um, <laughs> and nothing tickles me more than the fact that he got Michael McDonald to sing the... The well and <laughs> the Robert's Eyes of a
0: Child. Him too, right?
2: yeah, Mark Shaman also wrote part of it with him. Yeah, it is an amazing soundtrack. I, I love dearly.
1: I, I, if I somewhere and for some reason, you know Oklahoma comes up and it's like Oklahoma, O K N C L E, fuck you. Oh wait, shit, <laughs> <laughs> Oklahoma. <laughs> my about.
2: Yeah, amazing soundtrack. Yes. All right, Joe. Wait a minute. Wait a
0: minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait, a minute, wait, a minute, wait, a minute. Cool. Holy shit! What? I was today years old when I figured out that was a shout out to Oklahoma. <laughs> really? Yes. <laughs> Right now, right now, that has just. Oh my God.
1: Wow. Wow. Uh, like, okay. Mind, what am I? I mean, now, question. My Resistance is Les Miz, just yeah, so no, you know. That I knew. That I knew. Okay. Especially the crossfade from the, the, the
0: yeah, concert yeah. film is one of my favorite parts. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. Here's another example of how spectacularly dumb I am. What occurred to me the other day, a lad insane, a lad insane. I'm 45 years old, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. But you're pretty. I, c- clearly, that's that's all I got going for me. Look, But so you t- can tell
1: everyone exactly what year it all came out in. Well, so that, that's,
0: that is true. That is so funny. Jesus right. Christ. I learned something today, you guys. <laughs>
1: the rest of us learned something too, but it's not about music.
0: Yeah, The
2: more you know, little friend
1: Alright <laughs> um, my, my next one is
2: Is it your last one?
1: Yes, my next one, my last one, my final one My first one, I don't know Up is <laughs> down, left is right, dogs and cats living together um, No, my next one is something that it It's one of my favorite movies And it is The soundtrack to Oh Brother Where Art Thou uh, mm. That almost made my list. It is That's such one. a good soundtrack, and it is like I have it on vinyl, and it, I love it
0: so much.
2: Oh, good choice, good choice. That's a good one.
1: Worth
0: it, worth it all for Down in the River. Yeah, oh,
2: Down the River. That's such a good song. I love it. Oh, Joe, good, good choice. Derwood, what's your last one?
3: Uh, I think we all know what it is, so we can say it with me on the count of three: one two, three.
0: Police pulp Academy three. <laughs> it's,
3: it's, it's Pulp Fiction. It's Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction, yeah. Not Roadhouse or Police Academy three.
2: <laughs>
3: Pootie Tang. Pulp Fiction. Pootie Tang. Um, while needing to be mentioned for various other reasons, not on
0: oh, this. Oh, no,
1: that should actually, have been score, sorry.
0: I actually would have, I would put Pulp Fiction on the list of one of the greatest soundtracks of all time. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. why I didn't even put it on my list, because I think it probably is the
3: watch. greatest soundtrack of all time. Um, again, surprisingly eclectic. Uh, interest, while none of the songs are exactly original, uh, they weren't exactly well known either. Uh, yeah. He has he has a Cool in the Gang track on there that I hadn't heard until that movie came out. Um, probably the most known song was uh, "Let's Stay Together" by Al Green. I would think,
0: yeah, perhaps. Uh, Some man, yeah, man. Yeah.
3: I did not know that song before that movie came out. Honestly, I
0: actually did know uh, "Flowers on the Wall."
2: Oh, me too. That was like one of my dad's I, favorite songs. I knew songs. that one from
3: when I was little. I didn't know that song, and I had no idea that I would actually like the Statler Brothers after after that movie came that that introduced me to so much stuff that i had no idea that i would actually dig
0: yeah that was one of my dad's favorite songs so i actually knew that one especially my dyslexic ass that time i sang uh watching cigarettes and smoking captain kangaroo (laughs) (laughs) and then i realized i was going to hell for shooting a children's television legend
3: (laughs) (laughs) he knows what he did
2: it's a tarantino movie it's fine it's (laughs) true there are no rules yeah, that's a great soundtrack. Also one of my favorites that I can listen to from top to bottom. For sure. Yep.
0: You? Uh, my number one, kind of cheating, but uh, I stand by it. It is. Um, it is a fantastic album, which doubled as the soundtrack for a terrible, terrible, really, really, really not good movie. And that would be the 1986 Opus Parade, Songs from the Motion Picture Under the Cherry Moon by Prince and the Revolution. Uh, Good call. Nice. (laughs) And, you know, one of the great things about Prince is that he knew when to walk away from his bands and projects and things like that. And oftentimes, when when he disbanded one of his bands, it's when they were at their peak and the revolution was at their peak on Parade.
2: Oh, Uh, so good.
0: Even though Wendy and Lisa worked on some stuff from Sign of the Times, but that was the last, it was the greatest album from Prince and the Revolution. Yes, even greater than Purple Rain. Um, And I I love every song on it. You can listen to the whole thing in less than 40 minutes. Which
2: is shocking because he has songs that are 40 minutes long. It is
0: his shortest album. um, And everything you could love about a Prince album is on there. And the best thing is that it stands so strongly on its own. Nobody thinks about the terrible, terrible movie it was attached to. And
2: it was terrible.
0: Really, really bad. Like,
2: even worse than Purple Rain.
0: Stinky. But Kristen
3: Scott Thomas was in it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, she was. I'm sure she's happy about you mentioning that. And I'm also positive she's listening to our podcast. Oh, yeah,
1: definitely. She's a big <laughs> yeah, fan. She's not big. Sorry about
2: that. Obviously, she is. Um, I, I didn't know if you were going to go Purple Rain or Under the Cherry Moon, to be honest. But... Well, here's the thing,
0: I don't consider Purple Rain a soundtrack. I do. Um, I know many people do, but for me, if you were going to construct, like, to me, Purple Rain, Ice Cream Castles by the Time, and Apollonia 6, those three albums are the soundtrack to Purple Rain. Um, I don't, because there was so much other music in it. You make and, it, well, I mean,
1: you think about like with Moulin Rouge, it took a couple of soundtracks right to get out. So, but there's still, you know, and a lot of times I always hate when you get a soundtrack and then you're like, "Oh man, that one song's not on it." Oh, god damn it, you suck!
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I, I just, I, I, don't know. I, like it, it felt, it felt too easy.
2: Well, I and, and for
0: me, under the you know Parade is
2: so good.
0: Is just such a great album. It really is. is worth pulling away from that movie i don't know
2: it's good i showed you it was on my honorable mentions list yeah all right my last one is probably a movie most people have never heard of but i love the soundtrack star wars no <laughs> <laughs> police academy six but, <laughs> um mine is grace of my heart Mm. It is a it was an independent film. Ileana Douglas is the star of it. Uh, Alison
0: Anders directed. Yep. Yeah.
2: Um the, it's she's basically playing uh Carol King Carol King. And it's set in that time where she wanted to be a singer, but no one wanted women singers at that time. But she was an amazing and she wasn't writer. super
0: attractive. Right.
2: And she wasn't yeah. very pretty. Um, And the soundtrack is that era and it's so beautiful, but there's a song on the soundtrack called God Give Me Strength. And it's set after she has broken up with this man who she thought she was going to spend the rest of her life with. And it's about her getting through that and how angry she is. That song makes me cry. Also makes me cry because on the soundtrack... They didn't have the woman singing it on the soundtrack, which pisses me off to no end.
0: Yeah, because, well, Ileana Douglas did not do her own singing in this movie. No. So the original vocalist was not on the soundtrack. It was instead sung by its composer, Elvis Costello and Burt Bacharach.
2: Fuck the both of them. (laughs) Because (laughs) the song loses all of its power and punch because she's not, because a woman isn't singing the song. It makes no sense for him to sing the song. So when Anthony puts together the playlist, he will put this song
0: on there properly. Oh, uh, it's not on Spotify. Well, then
2: I will pick another song.
0: Okay, <laughs> <laughs> pick
2: with Elvis Costello
0: and Burt Honorable mention, though, Bette Midler did record a version of it, which was lovely. Not quite the same, but still lovely. But if
2: you can go on YouTube, find it because it's but. Other than that, watch this movie. It's by an artist
0: named Kristen Weigard.
2: The movie is amazing and heartbreaking and very timely with some other things going on about women's rights and how we treat women in this industry. So it's a good, good film, and it's a beautiful soundtrack. I'll probably choose, you know, grace of my heart for my song All right. Uh, Did anyone have some other ones they wanted to throw in?
3: Sure. Dave Chabot's Block Party, um, Above the Rim, oh yeah uh friday Mm. um the lion king and uh the bodyguard
2: Oh, really you're gonna go back to that well
3: yeah i don't know what you mean amy
1: it's um i had i had train spotting which almost made my list it's one of my favorite
2: soundtracks
1: of all time love it um both Guardian soundtracks. Yep. Um, Yeah, and then a bunch of the ones other people said. Then there are just so many of them.
0: What about you? Uh, Some of my honorable mentions were American Gangster. um, Oh,
1: that was good.
0: New Jack City. Saturday Fever. The Great Gatsby.
2: Oh, yeah, I love that one.
0: Delovely, Forrest Gump, My Best Friend's Wedding.
2: Delovely was on mine. That is a great soundtrack of Cole Porter covers with some wonderful artists. Really really good. Yep. Um, Dick Tracy was also on mine. Yes. Um,
0: Dick Tracy was a is
2: good one. a good soundtrack. I, well. I can't
0: stand behind the soundtrack to Dick Tracy because Madonna's not on it.
2: Oh would you stop?
0: <laughs> hey beautiful yeah. lady.
2: Good, good. So I guess that's it. Good job, guys. This was a good show. I enjoyed this.
1: Yeah. I, I, uh,
3: hey, I, should we should we talk about the tracks we want to put on the play on the playlist, or were we going to do that behind the scenes?
0: That's something we're going to do post show, and then everyone can find out. You know, because I haven't made up my mind yet about my all my choices. Yes. Oh
2: no, I totally made. I knew exactly what I wanted immediately. Me
0: too.
2: Immediately. Um. But yeah, this just makes me want to go listen to music now.
0: Right? All right. Well, this is a fun one. And again, uh, our, patro- our patrons are going to get the first stab at it. But maybe uh, after a little bit, we'll uh, release it to the general public. Of our mixtape. And um, if you would like to become a patron of the House of Pop Culture, we recommend you check out our page on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. You can get access to exclusive things such as our mixtape links, also, a new feature or a new feature, a favorite feature called Derwood and Amy argue about nothing for five minutes, which is uh, oftentimes more entertaining than our actual show. Uh, You get sound engineer Joey's pre and post show notes and a whole lot of cool, fun stuff. Uh, if you like what you heard here, you can get a dose of our funny everyday on Twitter. You can follow me, Anthony Donovan, at da boy, D A B O Y.
1: I'm at Reggie Swing. I'm Prisoner246Obi1.
0: And you can follow our main account at Pop Culture House on, uh, on Instagram, on Twitter.
2: Or you can email us at thehouseofpopculture at gmail.com.
3: Ooh, yeah.
0: We want to hear what your choices were. What did we miss? What did we get right? What did we get horribly wrong? Uh, All of that and more, we'll probably hear from sound engineer Joey, who we absolutely want to thank uh, for this episode. We want to thank all of you for listening. And we will catch you next time.
2: Yay! Let's go listen to music!
0: And just a quick reminder, he met
3: Mama La down in old New Orleans.
1: Not Roux-en-Rouge,
3: goddammit.
2: Gustavo Santo